0: welcome everyone to another episode of slasher scotty i am your host scotty mccoy and boy do i have a surprise for all of you i have on zoom with me right now james taparelli and he played jason Voorhees in victim no more how you doing james uh no complaints you know. Awesome. I'm so glad to have you on. I know uh, Bobby Heckman became a good friend of mine and uh, he uh, gave me the name of a couple of people that were up for interviews from Victim No More and you were on the list and you were the first person to respond back and here we are. I am honored. Awesome. Well I'm so glad to have you on. So the first question I got for you, how did you get your start into acting?
1: Oh that's a long story. Um, You know uh, I was kind of kind of in the with something of a bad element in high school and um i had a crush on a girl who did theater so i followed her to an audition one day and uh (laughs) did a couple plays in high school and didn't think much of it and then uh Mm -hmm. for a while had it in my mind that i was going to be a fighter and uh i wasn't a very good one (laughs) and um (laughs) so i found my way back around to acting um after a few years of trying that out and um you know i mean I had made some uh, made some friends in the fighting world who were kind of getting into like doing stunts and movies and stuff like that, and um, so I, I went to college to be an actor and almost immediately started booking roles. So I dropped out of college
0: and uh, started acting and haven't really turned back since. Nice, that's awesome. So I know that uh, you obviously you play Jason Voorhees in Victim No More. So how did you happen to become to get the role of this iconic? you know killer you know villain from horror movies uh that's that's a bit of a longer
1: story i mean i guess Mm -hmm. um you know i I had met met bobby um a few years prior to uh to starting on the project um through uh sean king who is the cinematographer Mm -hmm. of victor no more now me and sean have been working together for i'd say the better part of 15 years you know um whenever i can you know no matter what it is i'll hop on set with him and um you know, at one day I was at work and Sean's like, yeah, I'm hanging out with my friend Bobby. He's right up the block from your job. Do you want to come hang out? And, um, you know, I came by his house and we watched the fly too. And, uh, a few episodes of Alf mm-hmm. and, uh, turns out that there was this guy that was just as eighties minded as I was. Cause I love, mm-hmm. you know, eighties movies and music mm-hmm. and all that. Um, and we hit it off and, but didn't really see much of each other. And then, you know, a year, year or two later, he, um, uh, started the crowdfund for victim no more. Now, me and my wife also run a design company. Mm -hmm. um, So I had reached out to him about us doing props and, and costumes. uh, Mm -hmm. And Sean King had, uh, had, you know, doubled down on it and said, listen, you know, these guys are are good, you should bring them in. Um, And then I had met with Bobby initially. And I'm like, listen, you know, I mean, now I'm a hard sell as Jason, I'm five foot 11, not Mm -hmm. even six feet, um, six feet with boots on. But I'm like, listen, I do a lot of uh, creature work and a lot of, you know, like, like stunt work, you know, I mean, if um, if you're looking for someone to play the big guy, I'd like to throw my hat in the ring. And I didn't think he was going to take it seriously. But again, Sean King apparently prevailed and said, listen, you know, because I had done a lot of work um, with Sean through a TV show called The Gooligans, which we had done for well, they had they had did it for about 10 years. I jumped on about two or three years in and stayed with him for about six years. And then when my acting stuff kind of started picking up, you know, um, uh, and the show was winding down a little bit, we, um, we kind of parted ways on that one. But for those who don't know about the Gooligans, the Gooligans was, um, what's the best way to put it um, here on long Island, there was a, uh, like a public public access show called the slack pack. And it was, just a very punk rock, like, sketch comedy thing that, you know, these four guys, you know, used to do every week. And they got kind of local famous with it, you know? Um, But hadn't, like, you know, gone around enough where um, somehow, and I don't really have the beginning of the story, somehow they were approached by Fangoria when Fangoria was trying to make its own TV station to kind of develop, like, a horror-themed slack pack. So they came up with the Ghouligans, and the Ghouligans was essentially, like, The monkeys meets the monsters Mm -hmm. like and um you know i mean they didn't really you know fangoria tv didn't take off but they kept going with it they liked the idea and it went through a lot of iterations over its time like they they did a pilot and they're first developing it maybe as like a kid's show like kind of like the wiggles or the aquabats or something um and then found its niche more with like maybe like a kid's show for adults like an adult swim kind of thing you know Mm -hmm. blood and guts and dick and fart jokes and stuff you know um Mm -hmm. And that's really when I jumped in with them and we ended up doing um, like a, like a six episode mini series. So it was three hours of content and it was about two years of work. You know, it was like shooting two features back to back with like no budget. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at that point, I mean, that was pretty much like film school for dummies for me. I mean, I ended up building sets. I ended up building props. I ended up mm-hmm. learning how to work a camera, doing all kinds of crew jobs. But in addition to that, I also played about maybe three dozen characters in it, you know, mm-hmm. because it's like if you see it, it's like it's the four main characters are a vampire, a werewolf, a zombie, and a Frankenstein's monster. But like everything from like luchadors to robots to nice. um I played an undead lounge singer that kind of had like a Beetlejuice vibe, you know, like so I had done a lot of work. Um my cat's about to get involved in this interview. This is Julius.
0: <laughs> Not a problem. Oh, that's so cute. I love cats. Uh
1: but anyway, so um, <laughs> so I'd done a lot of like creature work for Sean. And then mm-hmm. I went on and I, I was doing a little theater. I ended up playing Lurch and Adam's family, the musical, nice, um, which again is, you know, a kind of accomplishment for a five foot 11 guy, you know, it was right? of course involved put <laughs> platforms, but I'm sorry, eight inch platforms, you know, <laughs> which put me at about like, like I'd say almost seven feet tall. But um, so, you know, I mean, that said, Sean went to uh, Bobby, went to Sean and Sean said, you know, give him a shot. And then I was Jason. Nice.
0: That's awesome so speaking, hired to yeah. make machetes and ended up swinging the machete. You know? <laughs> it's nice. It's awesome. So speaking of Bobby Heckman, how was he as a director? He was great.
1: I mean, I don't think anyone knows these films better than he does. And mm-hmm. like had very, very like sort of clear, like, I want this to feel look and feel like a Friday the 13th film. And mm-hmm. um, one of the biggest things he like, he kind of said was like, we got to shoot it, you know, in the woods here in like new york new jersey in the tri-state area because that's where the originals were shot yeah and like you know when you see the ones that were shot in the south and like even some of the the fan films that were shot elsewhere like the trees are different yeah. you know um the sound grabs are different um i mean we even shot in Blairstown, new jersey a little bit just uh, some some wraparounds in the beginning mm-hmm. and stuff like that um we didn't do the meat of it there but you know i mean because they're i guess mm-hmm on high alert for Friday 13th fans there, but, mm-hmm. um, um, they don't let you near the, uh, the campgrounds or anything like that, but we definitely shot around the town and, you know, for the nice. most part, they, they, they were a little restrictive to us, but they let us do what we wanted to do. So, nice. but, um, you know, he just had such a knowledge of, um, of the franchise and what he wanted to do to make it like the existing movies, but also mm-hmm. what he wanted to do to make it his own and our yeah. own kind of come up with our own you know jason because every every jason's different you know everyone's uh you know i mean well everyone who played jason had their own little thing so we had to kind of you know i mean if you look at the design of our jason it's very much like a post part seven you know yeah version of it you know so um you know i mean uh we definitely went for that like Kane hotter build you know but at the same time you know i mean like his biggest takeaway was he's like jason's dead you know, Mm. it should be like part six, you don't see him breathe, you know, so uh, that was a bit of a challenge too, because a lot of that stuff was rigorous, and um, some of the actors that I worked with, um, you know, were not like um, stunt actors and things like that, or not done fights and stuff, so I, you know, I mean, there were times when I literally had just had to deadlift them, you know, so it was like to do that, and not be breathing heavily when I was done, yeah, uh, that was tricky you know that was not a that was not an easy task
0: i bet i bet i'll be going back to that to that because i do have a question regarding your jason then but i do i this is a question we really should ask is what is victim no more what is this movie about tell the fans what this movie is all about okay well you know it
1: is a it's a tribute to to friday 13th um we were aiming at it being you know um a 40-year tribute to Friday the 13th, but the pandemic had other things to say about that. So yeah. it was initially supposed to be released in fall 2020. I signed on, I think, in February 2020, and then about mm-hmm. a month later, the world fell apart, yeah. um, which yeah. was both good and bad. We had a lot more time to prepare for it. Mm-hmm. So we really came in ready. I had a lot more time to prepare for it, so I had a lot of more time to, like, kind of work out and, and get myself into the physicality I needed. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know... Um, Eventually, you know, it did happen. You know, so if you see the posters, if, I think a lot of the posters still say "Fall 2020" at the bottom. Like, <laughs> like Bobby was like scratching them out when we were at the uh, at Creature Feature Weekend, uh, kind of, um, nice. pr- pr- um premiering the movie. But um, you know, I mean, my takeaway from it is, and as much as I love Jason, it's almost like a story about how um, how much harder it is to sort of be that kind of monster. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean. And I hate to use like, like, um, like, well, somewhat current events as an allegory, but like, you know, I mean, you take a like someone like 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 Harvey Weinstein, mm-hmm. who was a complete and utter monster, you know, and had zero consequences for decades and decades and decades,
0: mm-hmm.
1: a, until one day everybody just sort of got together, you know. I mean, yeah. they banded together, and you know, I mean, I don't think that we live in a world where that could happen anymore, right. and. I mean, I'm not saying that, you know, I mean, I, I don't want to give away too much of the ending, you know, mm-hmm. but, you know, I mean, it's pretty obvious from some, like, from, from the teaser poster stuff that maybe Jason's not the only one who's doing a little hunting okay. in this thing. And it's really about, I'd say, victims and survivors finding each other and finding strength right. in each other. Um, you know what I mean? That's that's something that's very inspiring and happens every day. And, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, they people kind of find strength in each other they face their monsters but in this case they're quite facing a literal monster you know what i mean yeah, right um so you know i mean it's really you know it follows somebody who's who's got ptsd by proxy from stuff that mm-hmm. his parents went through with their experiences with jason and crystal lake and 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 he was sort of this this shadow that haunted him his whole life mm-hmm. and you know, he set out to prove that Jason was dead and gone and that he wasn't a threat anymore. And unfortunately, you know, uh, yeah, that didn't really work out for him. And then you throw some some true crime nuts into the mix, you know, and uh, things never work out for them. Um, and, you know, you have yourself a little movie.
0: Absolutely. So Jason is obviously well-known to everybody in horror Friday the 13th you know one of the best franchises out there he's up there with you know Michael Myers Freddy Krueger and all that so how did you portray Jason differently than what we're used to in say the Paramount or New Line Cinema versions of Jason Voorhees
1: uh you know I mean honestly especially with our costume I mean it was a a silicone bodysuit, like with a costume over it and then I was Mm -hmm. covered in you know sometimes you know real filth from like the water and stuff and mud and, and muck and i either had you know i mean before i get the mask i have the cowl on and i can't mm-hmm. really hear anything and the sun's beaten down um mm-hmm. when i have the mask on i only have one eye and that i mean i could actually show you i have the mask here come on awesome yeah get off the cat sorry <laughs> so the mask is made of cloth but it's actually cloth coated in silicone right nice. so it's like you feel it and it's got a rubbery feel even though it was made from cloth mm-hmm. it's uh very uh brilliantly made i forget his last name the guy's name is patrick he works with ricky vitus who was our uh who was our our main you know kind of makeup special effects makeup yeah. guy um and it's really awesome looking but this thing does not breathe you know it's not like right. putting a cloth bag over your head mm-hmm. all the breathing that i was doing was coming out of the eye hole you know yeah So because of that, you exist in such a bubble that you just kind of hope that you're doing a good job, you know, and you kind of have to take people's word. But I didn't really know what my Jason looked like until I saw the movie, you know, Mm
0: -hmm. I mean,
1: I I took some good advice from some friends um, and at least one very famous creature actor who took a little time to like, just, you know, give me advice um, that Mm -hmm. I kind of contacted online, um, just random. I was like, hey, listen not have nothing to do with uh friday 13th he's done everything else but like yeah. um i'd actually be kind of interesting to see this guy's jason but i just dm'd him one day i'm like listen mm-hmm. i'm doing this uh this friday 13th tribute thing i'm playing jason do you have any advice you know and i mean the biggest thing he brought to me was no wasted movement mm-hmm. you know he's not actually really a person he's more of a force of nature he doesn't shift right. his weight he doesn't you know he doesn't yeah. you know, look around you know he doesn't scratch his ass he just really it's it's all direct movement you know i mean yeah whatever he's doing he's driving himself through it not around it not towards it you know and mm-hmm. um you know beyond that it's just a, a matter of just filling yourself with rage right that's all it is it's just a, a force of anger you know i mean be it's yeah. his mother's anger his own anger you know i mean that's mm-hmm. the only emotion but it's not like a I don't know. It's not like a a uh almost like it's not like a Rob Zombie like Michael Myers anger with a grunting right. groaning and the like like it's it's more of like a just a concentrated, pure, like you know, as pure as like a as pure as sunshine almost, you know, it's just a force yeah. you know, that you just kinda drives through. So it's like you have to start thinking in like and like an abstract almost, you know, but mm-hmm. then there's things you have to take into consideration too, you know. What I mean. Like, you know, the breathing and stuff like that. So it it it, is tricky. It's not like, it's not like regular acting where you could lose yourself in in the role and just you know, I mean, kind of lay the emotional groundwork and then just roll with it. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. um, you're you're fighting. You're you're using. You know, I mean, some the the machetes. We had about four machetes,
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and um, three of them were blunted. You know, one of them was kept sharp, and that was like a close up, like quote unquote hero machete. But Mm -hmm. still, it's still you know. a tempered piece of metal and you know i mean i didn't really do a lot of swinging it around people but you know in the meantime it's just there's a lot of technical stuff when you do this kind of work to consider that has to kind of be in the back of your mind but not in your body at all so it's it's kind of an up and down i mean the only real direction that the only real thing that bobby was like adamant about was like no big breathing no big breaths you know try Mm -hmm. to make it make yourself look as dead as possible and the rest I was just kind of allowed to roll with so I mean
0: yeah absolutely absolutely so did you have does this your version of Jason does he wear the hockey mask or was that the mask you you showed uh was what he wears
1: well I mean again I think I think our even though it's not really a defined timeline I think our our version our movie is is post part seven when um Tina Shepard kind of blew the mask off his face yeah so he does have a moment where like, I mean, if, if you, um, if you see, uh, you know, Sean's character, um, who's pretending to be Jason and has the hockey mask on and tries to scare, you know, scare his friends and, and his sister and stuff. Um, Jason has a moment and he's like, he's got the hockey mask in his hand, but it's not his hockey mask. You know, there's, there's no gash where the ax hit him, you know, it's, it's not his mask. So, you know, maybe it was a piece of shit, you know, it was like a spirit Halloween mask. He didn't want it, you know? So, uh, there's no real define, uh, definitive reason why he decided to go with the bag head, but he's right. head of head you know?
0: Yeah, and it's honestly, I mean, the, the hockey mask might be iconic, but if you watch part two pre-hockey mask, that is a frightening Jason seeing him with that oh, yeah. pillow over, case over, his head, a potato sack or whatever it was. That's freaking frightening just seeing a random, you know, person with a pitchfork and, you know, and not a pitchfork, a uh, pickaxe. And, you know, a bag over your head trying to kill you. That's freaky.
1: Yeah, you know, I mean, I always, like, I always love the bag headed Jason, you know, mm-hmm. because, again, it's such a, you know, it, if something could give you less, you know, than, than the mm-hmm. hockey mask, it's the bag. Because, really, I did a lot of eyeball acting, you know. It was really just mm-hmm. my eye, you know. It's a lot of <laughs> close-ups. And, luckily, I yeah, I could go all googly eye on my skull, you know. I could really control them pretty well. I think, at one point, somebody asked Bobby if my eyes was CG, which I was like, you know, like, that's a fucking... <laughs> That's a compliment right there. I like that, you
0: know. That that really is because, I mean, if you can make somebody think that your eye is actually CG, then that is impeccable acting and impeccable cinematography.
1: But yeah, I mean, but again, like something about when you put that mask on, especially the the, the, the bag, it's like nobody could really see. Like with the hockey mask, you could see my face through it a little Mm -hmm. bit. If you're close enough, you could see that I'm in pain. You can see that, right. I'm, you know, I'm goofing around or whatever, but when the bag's on, they get nothing. And I was legitimately scaring people on that set. Like
0: nice.
1: when I was in full costume, uh, Hans, the kid who played Rami was like, he, my wife was, uh, also on set. She was an associate producer mm-hmm. and it's actually the girl with the bow and arrow at the end. That's my wife. So, nice. uh, so she was there a lot. And she said at one point, like Hans turned to me and he's like, James is fucking scary in that thing. You know what I mean? And, uh, <laughs> there were a couple of people who just didn't want to get close to me when I was in the mask, you know? Right. Um, but you know.
0: Yeah. That, was, that's awesome. And uh, obviously you are Friday the 13th fan. So which film in the main franchise is your favorite and what one's your least favorite? Oh, Tough yeah. one. Hot seat.
1: Yeah. It's like, you know, Jason's always been my favorite. So it's like, it's you're making me choose between my children. Um, <laughs> and it fluctuates a little bit, but at right exactly. now at this moment, I would say four is always gonna be my favorite. Hard mm-hmm. four is always gonna be my favorite. Um, I guess maybe because was one of the first ones I saw, I connected with it. Um uh Creature Future Weekend, I, I got to meet and spend time with Kimberly Beck, and she's mm-hmm. an amazing human being. So that made me
0: mm-hmm.
1: like Trish Jarvis even more, which made me like the movie mm-hmm. even more. So four's not going anywhere, you know. Right. Um, I'm also a huge back to the future fan, so like just having Crispin Glover and anything, you know, yeah. You know um so I would say uh, my favorite is to- it would have to be part four. Um, and while they all have their merits, you know, listen, I, I have to say Jason X is my least favorite. Mm-hmm. I-, I like it less than Jason Goes to Hell. And Jason Goes to Hell is like a hard second on that one. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's the thing is I don't hate Jason X. I don't. right? I, I think that they did a great job but a really bad idea yeah it's not a bad movie it's it's such a left field asinine idea and they did the best they possibly could do with it
0: Mm
1: -hmm. so like i don't love it the way i love the other movies but i love it for its spirit it's trying so hard you know and and it 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 somehow manages to succeed with the most asinine version yeah of a of a friday 13th flick you could do so yeah i'd say yeah, so, I yes. mean, I mean, in between, like, I'd say a close second to part four would be part three, mm-hmm. uh, like six and seven. I love two because I love Jenny. Um, the first one has its place in my heart, but um, I don't know. I mean... They usually
0: say um, you, can, you can't do better than the original, but to be honest with you, the original Predator the 13th wasn't as good as many people make it out to be.
1: I, well, that's the thing. It's like, I, I really... I really love Jason as a villain more than I love him yeah. So um, but I'm taking it a step further, I don't think that they got Jason perfect until like three. Three, yeah. three you know, yeah. is where they really figured him out, you know. I yeah. mean, I love part seven. Um, I love them all, but I mean I could sit here and tell you what I like about all of them. Like I love part five because it's just trashy. It's just right. the Dimashy one, you know what I yeah. mean? A bad Part way.
0: seven was the first horror movie I've ever seen. And then that got me into wanting to watch all the Fridays from the begin- beginning. And then into Halloween, and Nightmare on Elm Streets and Screams and so on and so forth. And um, and I, I was like eight years old, maybe, maybe I know, six years old. I was young. I was really young when I watched it. And I, I, I'm i friends with Laura Park Lincoln. When I first told her that, she yelled at me, I wouldn't even let my kids watch it if they were an adult.
1: Yeah, I got into horror kind of young too. Um, I was a kid in the 80s and it was very mm-hmm. much the mom and pop video store era. Mm-hmm. And I used to sneak away from my dad and go into the horror section. And, like, I mean, oh man, the the, the cover art on old yeah. horror VHS was, you know, it was just, yeah, you know, it was so amazing. And I would just sit there and eventually, I mean, I got to be honest, like, I was seven years old. My dad let me watch Robocop. You know, yeah. there were things that were that, that movie's a lot harsher than a lot of the horror that I watch. You yeah. know, I mean? he he fast forwarded through the scene where they uh, you know, where they all went after you know when he before he, you know they turned him into RoboCop so to speak. You know, I mean yeah. when yeah. he gets all shot up when Peter yeah. Weller gets his you know hand blown off and stuff. My dad wouldn't let me yeah. watch that. Yeah, but um, beyond that, I mean, it got to a point where I think I was maybe seven years old. I saw the first Nightmare on Elm Street, and that's it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, he couldn't stop me. I mean, his big thing was like he would rent anything for me. Mm-hmm. with the caveat that i fast forward through the boobies just mm-hmm. fast forward through the boobies everything else was fine for him you know yeah so i mean um but yeah i think seven was my first one that i sat way through too because i like them on hbo or something yeah like when i was like just around the right age maybe 80 yeah. 89 i mean i had seen bits and pieces of other ones and like yeah like you know jason was you know friday the 13th was popular but freddie was unstoppable in like yeah 80, 87 88 like we had um like a syndicated station called wpix it's kind of like legendary here for like you mm-hmm. know they would show nightmare on elm street it was it was a you know it was like it wasn't a network but it was like you know it wasn't cable tv either you know i mean right. they they'd edit the hell out of it but still you know you can you know they'd be like oh halloween special watch nightmare on elm street 2 you know um, yeah you know i mean they, again they would cut out the worst parts but it was still like i could still go to my friends and say oh i watched it i wasn't scared you know
0: right, right. Um, yeah I know that like I always picked my horror movies we had a local uh, video rental store back when they were a thing it wasn't blockbuster and it was called Black Diamond Video Rental and uh, I I would always go there and rent my videos and uh, oh my god like it shows your age when you can say that you actually picked a movie based on VHS box cover art (laughs) Uh, well this mine was called
1: Video City and Video City was fucking badass Video City first of all had you know was a video store and Mm -hmm. you get garbage pail kids there and they had the uh, the arcade stand up rampage. Like, nice, you know, remember rampage it was like yeah, you know, yeah, with
0: the the, the ape icon. and the the you know the whatever yeah yeah. Get so that was that. like
1: that was like my mecca, you know. I mean, my nice. parents were split, and you know, I used to go with my dad on the weekends, and the video store was right up the block. He lived in Brooklyn. We used to just nice. walk there, and uh, I would just you know, eventually, because I had a younger brother and stuff, so it was like tricky. <laughs> he would get nightmares. He would, you know he would he would you know. Mm -hmm. get scared so it was like there was a lot of like gateway horror in those days too like a lot of movies that were not quite horror but were kind of horror you know that we watched like like uh like big trouble in little china or like aliens Mm -hmm. house two i loved house two as a kid for some reason nice Um, yeah i'm trying to think what else was uh some of the other ones tremors you know yeah like if we could hit it at the sci-fi angle and not tell my little brother it was a horror we used to be able to watch it because me and my older brother loved that stuff but and then it was also like you know we had cable and hbo mm-hmm. and like showtime and stuff like that they didn't really like pad their programming like that would just throw on like a horror movie yeah at like you know three in the afternoon when you got home i mean mm-hmm. i think actually the first time i saw anything of a friday 13th flick i thought i was watching meatballs you know until jason showed up and started killing people you know i mean <laughs> so <laughs> you know um <laughs> And then yeah. when I was watching like Meatballs 2, I kept expecting Jason to show up and kill Flash, you know, so I mean.
0: Yeah, I, I'm going to Monster Mania on, uh, at the end of the month. Well, oh, actually it's next weekend. um in in Valley, Maryland. And uh, I'm going to be meeting uh, Tom Morga and I'm getting an in-costume photo op with Tom Morga um, as him in the Jason costume. And I'm also getting an in-costume photo op with Warrington Gillette as the unmasked Jason in-costume photo op from part two, which is exciting
1: uh that is kind of yeah. i mean you know we um i have to be honest like i don't know what the hell was wrong with me like when we did the Gooligans, we we traveled mm-hmm. all over we went to a lot of different cons um mm-hmm. that was really our marketing strategy for it was just to get it mm-hmm. out there and we made a lot of cool friends and people mm-hmm. who were into it like and like like big names who just love the show like i mean like like you know for a while we had we had norman reedus running around in the ghouligans t-shirt you know which is kind of mm-hmm. awesome you know because we had met him I met him like right after the first season of The Walking Dead. So, I mean, once that show blew up, you know, he'd do cons and he couldn't leave his room, you know, but he used to be someone who would come and hang out, you know, and like, we just Mm -hmm. made a lot of cool friends and doing it. But like more so than that, it was like the community at a horror convention, like, cause we just did Creature Feature Weekend, which is a great, great con. If you're ever, um, Mm -hmm. you know, in the Pennsylvania area, um, I think they're going to start doing it in March now. It was mm-hmm. just such a good time because it was like I don't know, you know, it's such a great community. I, I really can't put my finger on it, you know, because it's like it's one. Yeah, of I first dreams. I like, first met Bobby
0: Heckman at Creature Feature down in uh car, down in Carlisle, I believe it was a couple years ago. That's where I first met him in person. And uh, I wanted to go to the one this past year, but I was doing a book signing up in uh you know the one in Gettysburg. I was doing a book signing down in Lithicum Heights, Maryland, at the uh, Pop and Horror Con or whatever it was down there or i i really wanted to go because i know victim no more is playing i went to see bobby and i wanted to see the movie and you know of course meet kimberly back and i was like oh why is it the same weekend yeah. I was in august
1: but you know what the thing is like you know, i was saying me and my wife have this design business and we we mm-hmm. down like doing like cosplay commissions and stuff like that for people mm-hmm. and so we kind of dipped our toes into like the sci-fi anime convention world yeah and, I have no disrespect to, to people who are into that stuff, but like, it's um, there was aspects of it that were kind of toxic, you know, like people mm-hmm. didn't get along um, every, every other day. I feel like they'd be like, yo, this photographer is a groper. Don't, don't, you know, don't let him take pictures of you. You know, it was just this right. like, and again, you know, there, there are wonderful people and I have wonderful friends who are into that, but it was just like, I thought it would be like, you know, like my experiences doing the horror cons, you know, and then like we do this thing, and it's like I walked yeah. out of there with like a dozen new friends, and I, I, right. I forgot about that aspect, you know. And it's like if somebody's like into this movie and you've never seen it, they're not like, oh, you know, right. because you haven't seen the movie. Like they get excited because they want to tell you about it, they want to be the one to introduce you to it. And yeah. that kind of enthusiasm is, I think, what I love about fandom as a whole. Absolutely. Like, you know, it's like finding yep. people who are passionate about it. Who you could learn from and who you might be able to like learn from them and you know maybe one day you find people you could create something with yeah oh you know, i mean I, and that's something i've kind of come into as i was older too is that like i've gotten older when i was younger it's just like i just had to be in the middle of everything you know mm-hmm. i didn't like watching things i just wanted to to like you know oh you're working on a movie i want to be in it i don't want to see it you know and All as right. you get older you get more comfortable like well, you know you don't always have to be in the parade you can watch the parade too you know so it's right. like i've been really excited about like some of the work my friends have been doing or like just new friends you know have been doing yeah you know i mean and um you know like i have my things i'm working on and you know like like my friends and my crew you know but it's like it's mm-hmm. like just such a good place to kind of you know find out what's what's going on you know what 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 people are into what they're up to you know i mean it's it's a. Mm-hmm. Uh, again it's it's one of those things that's hard to explain but it's just there's so much boundless enthusiasm and like yeah you know what i mean like everybody from like even the guests and the celebrities i mean i got to like now granted i had that guest passed around my neck and i've never had that before you know i've never been an inviting <laughs> guest to a con and that was kind of awesome yeah and i don't have my name my name on the posters and shit but like i could say legitimately i'm probably friends with edwin neal now he was my my table like you know yeah. uh he was like my table neighbor and I hung out with him the whole fucking weekend, the fucking yeah. hitchhiker from Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know? awesome. And I, you know, in the first five minutes I, I nerded out with him, but then it was just like a really awesome, interesting guy. And we would yeah. swap stories and throw, you know, we there this trick or treating things. So we were throwing candy bars at each other and shit the whole time, you know?
0: Yeah. You know, that that yeah. is awesome though. And Victim No More is, I, I didn't see it yet. I, I can't wait to see it. Um, For those that do want to see it, is it available now? Where can they see it or how can they be able to see this or when?
1: Well, it's free to watch on Vimeo and on, um on YouTube. You could go okay. to either one of those, those sites and just search Victim No More Film. You awesome. could also just go to VictimNoMoreFilm.com, which is actually a good place to visit too, because, you know, I mean, um, you know, I mean, we're not, you know fully like you know committed to it yet but you know mm-hmm. i think bobby does have a couple more of these in mind you know uh, depending mm-hmm. on the success of this of nice. this one and also you know we're going to be having uh blu-rays available and merch available and things like nice. that Hat, i'm wearing you know uh, nice, yeah. merch, you know will be available on the website to order and you know t-shirts mini posters full size posters things like that
0: nice. you know
1: so it's like a good place if you like it and you want to grab a piece of merch we got some cool t-shirts and stuff you know nice. uh, it's it's a good place to kind of uh get info on what we're up to you know yeah. in addition to you know just seeing the movie um Absolutely. we've got a very good response to the movie so far you know um you know surprisingly uh few mm-hmm. internet trolls have come after us you know <laughs> uh which i think is a. I, I think that there's merit to that because you know i mean this is a franchise and characters that people are passionate about you know yeah. and, uh, to have a, uh, you know i mean to have people embrace it this way you know and you mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it, you could very easily be like, oh, what are you doing? You can't make a Jason mm-hmm. movie, you know, it's like that, that kind of thing. And mm-hmm. we do have a lot of like really cool, um, you know, like guest stars involved in the movie as well, you know, both from the Friday 13th franchise and from other mm-hmm. franchises, you know, and that's, uh, um, you know, I mean, I can, we could talk about them if you want. I mean, Bobby's gone on and pretty much spilled the beans about all of this already. But, Go ahead. Yeah, I didn't
0: see it yet, but I mean, I, I'm okay with spoilers. All right. Well,
1: I mean, the one that isn't a spoiler is uh, Jill Whitlow from Night of the Creeps. is yes. in it, And um, she was amazing. Um, you know, I mean, pretty early on my my uh, listen, my wife's one of these people who can like, you know, like she doesn't know how to do something. And she like will mm-hmm. open a book or look at a YouTube video. And then she's like great at it. You know, she's a real yeah. Swiss army knife. So like she quickly rose from a customer to a customer slash actor to Mm -hmm. a customer slash actor slash script supervisor to a customer Mm -hmm. slash actor slash script supervisor slash location scout to Mm -hmm. customer slash, you know, associate producer. She became a producer at this point. And so like, you know, I mean, like, you know, having, having her involved in working with me, you know, like Mm -hmm. I, I felt like, you know, I mean, like, now having her as a producer like i would be on set on days when like i wasn't playing jason right just because i mean i could hold a boom mic or a bounce board or something mm-hmm. like that and that's that much less you know that it's mm-hmm. got to come out of bobby's pocket and not have a pa that day so the day that jill was on set it was really just hans jill mm-hmm. me bobby sean and uh, dino the uh, the ad
0: <clears>
1: and um you know, I was really just there to like hump equipment and maybe, maybe hold, hold of uh, up. Oh, and, and our sound guy, Tim was there as well. So mm-hmm. I was really just there to hump equipment, go get lunch. You know, I was, I was right. of PA of the shoot. So I got actually to sit and talk with her a little bit. Um, a lot of that conversation, I hate to say was about Tom Atkins. Um, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I could not bring him up, but um, she was a very, very sweet, sweet woman. And she was a great right. actor. And I mean, like, hans is a a very very talented stage actor but doesn't have a lot of film under his belt and she Mm -hmm. really was i think instrumental in kind of helping him make the adjustment like she sat down with him you know really worked through the dialogue with him while we were setting it up and stuff and you know i think they we had a pretty successful scene with her um really awesome really open to talking about like night of the creeps and stuff and weird science and all the cool shit she's done um so that was a really awesome experience to meet Mm -hmm. her you know um you know, we have um, voiceover appearances by both Kimberly Beck and Amy Steele in it, too.
0: Nice.
1: Um, Amy was, I think, initially supposed to be in the movie, but, um, you know, there was, uh, there was... We shot it right in the middle of the pandemic, and, you know, to do a cross-country flight while shutdowns were happening and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, it didn't really... It wasn't practical. Yeah. Uh, but she's still, you know, she's good friends with Bobby, and she's still, like, you know did some voiceover work for us and stuff and really, mm-hmm. you know, was inv- as involved with the movie as she could be. And that was kind of nice. awesome. And Kimberly Beck, you know, I mean, um, I, I can't give away, I don't want to give away too much, but yeah, you know, she, she provided a voiceover for us as well. And, um, um, to be honest, I was, I wasn't even aware that she gave us a voiceover until I saw the movie. And that was like nice. the day after I met, I, well, I saw them, I saw the movie the week, you know, prior to that, but mm-hmm. I, like, I, I, um, I got to meet her just a few days later. And I mean, you know, talk about an amazing person. You know, like you ever get a chance, just sit down and just listen to her story. You know, I mean, she's yeah. uh a woman's had one hell of a life, you know. I mean, I really yeah. gotta say, you know, I mean, um, but you know, and then we also have Kathy, uh, Catherine Mary Stewart is our is our second unit director. Um, and she actually stepped into a small role in the film as well. And uh yeah. she was amazing. Like she was incredible. I mean, I I have nothing but nice things to say about like getting to meet her you know i mean to the point where like you know i mean um one of we can't really i think bobby calls it the uh the um the secret location like you know we we <laughs> kind of might have uh blurred some lines on um on uh the big big location the campground we uh mm-hmm. i can't really tell you where it is but we definitely like rented an airbnb near the campground and kind of just walked over there and used it and nobody bothered us you know but like it it definitely was not we didn't definitely didn't have permission but um the location was very very interesting because it was an old camp
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and they had built a new camp on the grounds on the other side Mm -hmm. of the grounds and left the old camp to rot except Mm -hmm. for like the counselor's lodge which they rent out as an airbnb but like hasn't really been updated it's Mm -hmm. it's it's like i don't know man they they slept there i only lived a half hour away i'm like i'm going home i'm gonna take a real shower i'm gonna hang out with my dog i'll see you in the morning you know and i'm like i felt like you know there was a real horror movie that was gonna happen there and it was it was freaking creepy you know i mean it's like you know i mean it was obviously like a rec room kind of thing for the old camp but there was like old vhs's i don't remember what but it was like Mm -hmm. like stuff like theodore rex you know like that kind of thing you Mm -hmm. know like like shit like that in there and um you know she came even on days when she wasn't really in it or wasn't directing just to like be involved and like Mm -hmm. you know like kind of help out like you know she came and stayed in this freaking grody cabin with us you know and you know um sat went into the tick infested woods and and trust me there were there was fucking bugs on this shoot man it was bad it was pretty bad you know i mean um Mm -hmm. some of the locations were kind of hard to get to because you know i mean Um, you know, I mean, one of them, we had to hike about a mile into the woods, you know, Mm -hmm. so that like, if you spin the camera in any direction, you don't see anything but trees. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, she was, she was down for all of it, you know, I mean, she Mm -hmm. was, she was, she was a soldier. So it was like, really, really cool to get to know her and work with her and um, put on weekend at Bernie's with her in the room. (laughs) That was Mm -hmm. kind of funny. But uh, yeah, so I mean, you know, uh, yeah, we we had some really great people behind this thing. And I mean, not to downplay, like, you know, like, like Sean Jordan, Deanna, um, Joe Winchell, um, you know, like our core cast, you know, as well as, you know, I mean, all of the the final girls that appear in it at, throughout different <laughs> points, but like, you know, everybody, like everybody brought their A game and it was kind of great. Um, I'll be honest, both Sean Jordan and Joe Winchell are, a good two or three inches taller than me, which was uh, <laughs> listen, again, at 5'11, I've never felt short until I decided to play Jason, and then like all of a sudden, I'm in the <laughs> of my height. so there were a few, few scenes where I definitely had to wear lifts, you know, there were a few scenes that mm. we got creative with camera angles, you know, I mean, nice. um, but it definitely works out, you know, I mean, I watched it, it plays, I look bigger than everyone. It's fantastic. Diane is great. She's probably like five two. I look like a monster next door. I didn't have to do anything. Nice. You know, but nice. uh, Yeah,
0: I I, I just uh, set up an interview with her the other day uh, for early. Uh, I think it's like early to mid October. Yes, oh, she's, she's
1: fantastic. There's something so natural about, like you know her mm-hmm. work. and, and you, you'll see when you see the movie. You know, it's just, yeah. uh, you know, um, yeah, like these kind of characters. It's they have very little time on screen. They pretty much are cannon fodder. They're, they're there just to get killed, you know. Pretty and much. <laughs> you have very little opportunity to get you to like them, you know. And I mean, I'll be honest, like, like when it came time for me to kill her, I was bummed. You know, I had <laughs> watched them <laughs> like, oh, man, like this is not easy. You know, <laughs> Yeah, yep. it because it's like, it's like there's no real asshole in this movie. There's no one you're like, good, you know, good. Right. They, well, they, we know Friday the 13th you
0: know, part seven, they had a lot of assholes.
1: <laughs> exactly you know and then when, <laughs> like when uh when jason i forget her name the chick with the pearls when jason pitches her
0: across,
1: yeah when he pitches her across the room i was you, know, yep. you know, there's there's nothing like that there's some really fun creative kills in this thing but like i mean yeah. i'll be honest man jason's a fucking dirty bastard in this one man he's, he's right uh, yeah when
0: yeah like going kids. back to melissa just when like you know, you know she's gonna get it. You see Jason getting the axe, and she's like, "Fuck you, no, 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 fuck you both!" And whack, and then tossed over the TV. That's freaking epic. And you know, I, I, I just can't wait to see Victim No More. And Bobby, don't kill me for this, but I didn't even know it was on YouTube. I can't wait to see this now. I've been waiting for it to come out. I don't know how I didn't know. Even if it's been posted, I, for some reason, Facebook's algorithm. I don't see a lot of people's posts anymore. Well, I mean, again, it's, 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 um, you know, it's a 40 minute movie. It's not particularly yeah.
1: long. Um, we call it a long short, you know, um, <laughs> and it's, um, I think it plays like a feature length. I'm not saying like, Oh, it feels longer than it is, but it definitely, yeah. it definitely, uh, hits all the points. You know, it doesn't feel right. like it, it doesn't feel too short. Um, I mean, it does leave you with a couple of questions and like, yeah. hopefully we get to do another one of these and we get to answer those questions. Um, That'd be great but um and some really again just a really really badass ending that I don't want to spoil for you guys you know Absolutely.
0: it really uh... Um, yeah, so anybody that's watching this, check out Victim No More on victimnomore.com, on YouTube, Vimeo, wherever you can find it, um, you know, check it out. If you want to purchase merchandise or Blu-ray or whatever, you can reach out to Bobby Heckman. I'm sure you can get him on Facebook and other places. Um, the last question I do got for you, do you have any other projects that you would like to promote to the listening, viewing audience or social media, websites, anything at all?
1: Well, not really at the moment. I mean, I'm taking it easy now. I'm doing a little theater. Mm-hmm. Um, if I could throw some, some shout outs to some of the people that worked on it. Um, yeah, absolutely. If you get a chance, I would definitely look into the work of Ricky Vitus. He was our special effects makeup guy. Um, that guy's about to pop. He's he's incredible. Um, the, the costume was, I mean, now granted, we were supposed to shoot in early May. We ended up shooting in late August. So <laughs> it went from nice 70 degree days to I was wearing this thing in 100 degree heat. And I, I don't wish that upon anyone. Yeah. Um, but... That's tough. I mean, because in order to get in this thing, I had to, I wore Under Armour and then had to be covered in baby powder and then they pulled the suit on, um, you know, and then I have like, kind of like, I called them opera gloves, like long arm pieces that went over my hands and then either the cowl or the hood. Um, mm-hmm. So Ricky, like, really honestly was not only keeping me like looking wretched, but also keeping me from passing out. Like he was the one I was all like, all right, sit down. Are we going to open the back? We got to take the gloves off, you know, like. He was like really coaching me through how to exist in this costume in like hundred degree weather, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like to the point where it was like I had my own chair in the shade somewhere, and if anyone was sitting there, he's like, "No, you got to get up, got to get up." Jason's coming. Jason's got to sit, you know, like yeah. like that kind of thing. But like he put together an incredible costume, and if you get a chance, you know, go on, you know, go on the victim no more like Instagram page, and you know, really just get a good close up of like, you know, like my arms my legs and stuff they're seen through the rips in the costume it's 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 really something special you know i mean i'll, I'll send you some
0: pictures later if you want to take a peek yeah, at absolutely it. and for, for people um, that don't realize being in those suits especially in heat that that's not fun that really is exhausting
1: that is that is the work and to take it a step further it's the silicone suit is like having a tension band over your whole body it's like having a low tension band so it's like you put it on and it's a little harder lift your arms you don't really think much of it but Mm -hmm. after about like 10 12 14 Mm -hmm. hours in that thing that's who's trying to crumple you to the ground you know it's like that little bit of pressure just like folds you in on yourself so it's definitely uh it's definitely you know a challenge but yeah uh ricky vitus vitus effects you know search up, search for him on instagram he's doing some great work and i mean Mm -hmm. i'm really expecting some great things from him The other person I wanted to shout out to is is Sean King, our cinematographer. And I mean, honestly, the fact that this man doesn't have like a four-year backlog of work and living in a mansion somewhere is beyond me Mm because he's the most talented cameraman you've never heard of, you know? I mean, and a great director and like a great mind for like horror and genre and uh, all kinds of different 80s things. I mean, um, right now, his big thing that he's working on is he actually attained the rights to a, a movie called Boarding House. which is just an old old eh, pretty shitty horror movie but it's got its place in in the lexicon and the big thing with that one is and this is arguably you know there's some debate between this and a movie called sledgehammer but like it's the first shot on video horror, like Mm -hmm. horror film that to be converted you know yeah to to 35 millimeter for you know for for Mm -hmm. for projection so he's got the rights to that and he's kind of like they're making like old school like vhs's for it and stuff but he's got, he's got some fantastic work on his belt. And the one thing I, that my favorite movie that he's done is a movie called like me deadly. Mm-hmm. Um, it, you can like just search on YouTube. It's free to watch on YouTube. So if you just search Sean King, like me deadly, it's a really, really great fun, like horror short, you know, it's just really mm-hmm. well shot and really kind of like well done and mean. And it's just, You got to check it out. So um, those are two people that were involved in this movie that you should really keep an eye on and watch, you know, I mean, uh, I I honestly think that, you know, they're both bound for some really great things.
0: Awesome. Well, I thank you so much, James, for joining me tonight. Um, Definitely check out Victim No More if you haven't seen on YouTube, Vimeo, VictimNoMore.com, like I mentioned. And uh, check out Bobby Heckman, of course, and, uh, you know, get your merch and everything like that. Um, I thank you, James, for taking the time to talk about Victim No More. I learned a lot about it. I didn't see the movie yet, but now I have a lot of things to keep an eye out for, which I'm really excited about.
1: Well, hit me up once you watch it, because I want to hear what you thought of it.
0: Yeah, I absolutely will. I thank you so much. You have a great rest of your night. Thanks, same to you. It was good, yep. it was good mm-hmm. talking to you. Bye. Bye. Bye.